Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. When Diplomacy Fails presents... Hello and welcome to When Diplomacy Fails. Hey guys, welcome to When Diplomacy Fails. Welcome to When Diplomacy Fails. Hello and welcome to Hello When Diplomacy Hello and welcome fails. to When Diplomacy Fails. A project... All right, all right, yes, 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 that's enough of that. I think we've all heard enough of that introduction. In fact, if you've followed us from the very beginning, you may have heard that introduction more than 70 times, which I really do feel is a bit crazy, but there you go. Who would have thought? Who would have thought you'd hear this podcast more than 70 times in the space of five weeks? How are we all doing, history friends? This is the epilogue for When Diplomacy Fails Remastered. Are you sick of me yet? I don't know how you stuck with me all these weeks and through all these episodes, but all in all, I think it's been an amazing experience, and I think, really, well, we have lots to be thankful for here at When Diplomacy Fails. I have loads to be thankful for, because you guys, well, you've been the best listeners, a history friend, a history podcaster could ask for. Really, you've been amazing, and thank you all so much for everything you've done. I mean that genuinely. Whether it was moral support or monetary support, and we'll get to you guys at the end, don't you worry. All the new patrons will have their moment of fame at the end of this episode. But until that time comes, let's delve into a few of the issues and a few of the things that, well, cropped up or I came across when I was doing this incredible podcast party. So I think, first of all, we should say that, address the fact that the feedback has just been brilliant. Really, really brilliant. And I couldn't have asked for a better response from you guys. I mean, in a way, I'm putting out more than two episodes a day, every day, for five weeks. Yes, I know, you're probably sick of me saying that by now, but yeah. I mean, you're only going to respond negatively to that, I suppose, if you don't really like the podcast, in which case, why are you listening? But I think, well, no, hold on now. I think I do have to address the fact that many people were, in a way, a bit overwhelmed. I don't know, because at the start, when I heard people saying, oh, this is too much, at first I was like, oh, come on, guys, don't be so ungrateful. But then I thought, no, hold on. I can't remember who it was that pointed out to me, probably my wife. But so I have this YouTuber I follow, right? Many a true nerd is his name, and he does some really great Let's Plays for Total War and all that kind of thing. And I thought to myself, if he released two episodes every day for five weeks, how on earth would I keep up? So then I kind of thought, maybe it's not really very fair to begrudge people who say that I'm releasing too much content, but hey, there you go. I don't know. How do I feel about it? I think those that enjoyed it, I'm really, really happy. Those that felt a bit overwhelmed and a bit scared and maybe thought they'd come back when things all blew over and calmed down, I respect that decision. And to be quite honest with you, and this is a conclusion, a 
an epiphany, if you like, that I came to only after doing all this, I think I would be in the latter camp. I wouldn't be able to keep up with this, and I don't know how anyone would. But hopefully, once it's all finished now, you will be able to go back at your leisure and kind of listen to it as you like. Of course, in the case of the patrons, you were able to do that anyway, and I really have to apologise, I suppose, because if you're not aware, and I actually wasn't aware that this happened, but every time a new episode is released in the extra feed for patrons, they get an email about it, and all the patrons got every single episode of When Diplomacy Fails Remastered in the space of an hour and a half. So if you were going to bed on the night of the 17th of May, you would have been likely unable to sleep because you would have gotten in the realm of about 90 emails notifications telling you that, yes, a new episode is out. I think people thought that I'd gone insane or maybe that the Patreon had broken down or something, but I guess when they realized what had happened and, well, I suppose to be more accurate, what I had done to them and to podcasting and everything else, some people were horrified, some people were amazed, and other people kind of thought... Zach, like, what what happened? Who did, like, why why did you take this all on? And to this day, I'm not really sure. I mean, I haven't had a long time to reflect upon it, but for myself, it was something that when you have an idea like this, a kind of concept as mad as Five Weeks to Run Wild, it's kind of hard to justify it at this point. I think in time, I'll look back and say, yeah, you know what? I felt that way at a certain time, and I felt like releasing all those episodes was a good idea for me. But at the moment, I'm kind of in two minds about it. And I will get into all of this later. I didn't mean to get so real at the beginning of this episode. There's a few kind of actual things to get through other than just my feelings. Gross. But yeah, I mean, those people that really enjoyed it, it's fantastic. Because I get to engage with a whole load of new, genuinely new listeners that I wouldn't have otherwise. And I think that's just from the fact that those that are already listening have basically told people that they know, hey, this guy is crazy. But the organic growth of the podcast through this, I mean, I suppose you couldn't really call it organic because there's nothing organic about releasing two episodes every day for five weeks, but I digress. The organic growth of the podcast through this project will be measurable in time, I think, because even though new people have come to it, they haven't really thought to themselves, hey, all this new content all at once, I can digest that, which of course I respect can't really remember what my original point was, but basically there was pros and cons that I only discovered about this project after having done it. And I think even the fact that there was cons, which there always is with projects like these, some people will like them, some people won't, but I think the fact that some people reacted, I couldn't say negatively, but they didn't, re- like, there wasn't a universally positive reaction, which is fair enough, because, like, I mean, in retrospect, who would be able to take in all this stuff at once and appreciate it? property and i don't really know maybe it was unfair to release it all maybe it wasn't the right thing to do but i mean it's done now and i'm not going to take it back i'm not sorry i don't like i don't regret that i did it but in the first week or two of it all coming out i think i was it was almost a bit anticlimactic really because it's almost like uh, on the same vein the anti the anticlimax of a wedding you build up to the wedding you're all rearing to go you've spent a lot of money a lot of time and a lot of emotional investment in it and then you kind of just like you go on the honeymoon sure and that's that's great but then you come back and you're like we're married now and we have to live normal lives and that's kind of like what it was like with when diplomacy fails remastered it was like i put all this effort in and then it was all released and that was really cool and in some ways insane but then people were kind of like okay what is going on 
rather than being like, you're amazing, you deserve the Nobel Prize for audio or something. I don't know really what I was expecting in retrospect. I just think I expected people to just have this, I don't know, indescribably positive reaction. This is not negative by any means. There was about two or three people who said, don't do this, stop it, make it stop, I can't handle this. And to those people, I kind of say, if it bothers you that much, wow, maybe just, I don't know, turn off your devices or unsubscribe or something, I don't know. Like, you don't have to listen to them every day, but I think the problem with some people was that they thought they had to, or some people were as OCD about things as I am, and they felt like they had to keep up with it every single day, or... In one of these things that would really bother me, I see an episode further ahead that I'd really like to listen to. But because I hadn't listened to the earlier episodes, I couldn't listen to it. Which obviously is not true, but that's just how some people's brains work, I suppose. But yeah, I I don't want to keep rambling on about all this emotional uh, return on my investment kind of stuff. Because that's not what this was about. It was meant to be something that no one else has ever done before. Not necessarily for the sake of it, but... I think if you read the blog post on how making this whole project actually impacted me and what kind of effect it had on me, like, stress-wise, emotionally-wise, and in my personal life, like, you'll know that there was negative aspects to it because you put an undue pressure on yourself. Like, after all that investment, I think I expected something that was never going to happen. It's always going to be an anticlimax because it's never going to live up to the expectations. And that's not to say that the reaction was bad. I mean, this just sounds like me complaining or something, but I'm just trying to get across, I don't know, that in the future, I'll know that projects like these aren't really necessary, even though it is pretty darn cool. I'm proud of myself that I was able to do it. And I know that there are people out there who are impressed at what what went down over these last five weeks. And you guys are great. You've been great supporters and I really appreciate it. But yeah, let's not run wild again anytime soon. So in terms of feedback about the whole project in general, obviously there was the whole release schedule, but I really got some very good feedback about the collaborations, the collabs, if you like. People were very, very positive about them. They really seemed to enjoy them. And I don't know, in a way they were almost an afterthought because I didn't really think too much about them, but they really did seem to flesh out the project really well. And you guys really seemed to get a kick out of hearing from other podcasters or whether creators or that kind of thing. I think the most positive response was from the alternative history stuff I did, which is cool. That's really, really cool because that was definitely an afterthought. And it's one of those things where you have to think to yourself, do you know, I really enjoy this kind of thing, but I'm not sure if other people will. And the response for that was overwhelmingly positive. So yes, I'll certainly be going down the alternative history route again in the future. As for the actual collaborations with individual people, Kevin Stroud's one has to be the, probably the most, it's certainly the most downloaded anyway, which I suppose is no surprise because they see Kevin Stroud and if you know anything about history podcasting, you click on that thing straight away. Yes, you do. But yeah, so that was the most positive reaction and there was no real negative feedback about me putting the other half of it on Patreon. I think people really understood. Either they understood or they were so overwhelmed with what befell them after that episode was released that they didn't really have time or cause or the ability to complain so yeah i was very happy with that i'll say it again kevin stroud really helped us out and if you don't know his podcast the history of english check it out now because that guy is brilliant he's a history friend he's a friend of the podcast and he's doing great things so check it out the history of english 
I also got great feedback about J. David Markham because many of you will have heard him before in the Napoleon 101 podcast. So it was really nice to have him back in the land of podcasting. And it was pretty surreal. It was really quite surreal having him on this show since the Napoleon 101 podcast was the first like conversational podcast I listened to and the second one ever that I listened to. So it was really like... Like, that was really, in a way, that was me marking out in the wrestling term, and it was also me kind of almost bringing this podcast full circle, because Napoleon 101 was one of the big inspirations for When Diplomacy Fails' talk episodes, so the fact that that worked out so well, I was very, very happy with that. And I really enjoyed myself as well. I hope that came across in the conversation. I think people did say that they enjoy them because they can tell that I'm enjoying myself, And it's far easier to enjoy a podcast when you know that people are both having a good time instead of them, one guy being really nervous and umming and eyeing his way through it. And oh, like there's ways and means to do it and not to do it. And thankfully, the response to the collaborations has been universally positive. So that's a really good thing. I'm going to take that on and absolutely do more for the future. I have a whole load of different ones planned from ones with podcasters you may not know so well to Ones you certainly will know well. Dan Carlin still won't return my emails. Well, that is to say he does return my emails, or his staff do, but he's just too busy to join me. So that's fine. I'm not bothered. I'm just going to go on a personal mission to do a collaboration episode with every other podcaster apart from him and Mike Duncan, because Mike Duncan genuinely didn't reply to me. But there you go. That's what happens. Sometimes podcasters are too busy, and I know what being busy is all about. So as far as the content goes, I think we need to talk a little bit about how I made you guys aware of the content. And if you didn't know, the Facebook page for the podcast, When Diplomacy Fails Podcast, it's just called, has been lit up over the last five weeks with literally every day, I I set this up before the event, but every day it would tell you which episode is out and it would give you some information. And that really helped kind of spread awareness. It really helped the page kind of grow And yeah, I was very happy with it. I mean, I would be more happy. Facebook is kind of weird. I don't want to bore you guys with details, but if you're a business or any kind of individual who has a Facebook page and tries to use it for marketing, the kind of returns on it can be very limited. Whatever way Facebook's algorithm works, it's like people only really see what you put out if it gets a lot of attention or I mean hey let me let me just break it down like so you explain where I'm at here so the facebook page is 2260 likes at the time this was going out right i might get say about like two or three likes on a post and i guess that's fine but i think it's always the same people so in other words if you don't like one of my posts for a good while it's like the whole page just disappears from your news feed and it's picked up by other things like your newsfeed gets full of other stuff i mean there's so much stuff going on i understand why it happens but it's just annoying that my page doesn't really poke through that was until i shared and if you're in the loop at all you'll know this in about the middle of june had an interesting twitter experience let's just say i managed to get myself involved with a few different people who were very very insistent about how the First World War began. You'll be happy to know they insisted on the tired old argument that it was all Germany's fault, it was all Austria-Hungary's fault, and it was a black and white, open and shut case. There's absolutely no need to think about it any more than that. It was as simple as Austria and Germany, and to a lesser extent the Ottoman Empire, were all responsible for everything bad that befell the 20th century. 
it's a very, very tidy argument. And you'd be surprised to know that it's pretty much full of crap. Because as we all know, if you've listened to the July Crisis Project, but as we all know, history by its very definition is messy. Human beings are not straightforward and explaining things through such a a straightforward means, through a straightforward formula is just... I mean, if that was the case, we'd only need one book on the July Crisis, whereas we have at least... I mean, I don't know how many, but there's certainly more than one, let me tell you. So, yeah, I mean, I got in a bit of a spat with them. And the way it kind of ended, I was very dissatisfied in the end because it was about five different people against me. I had 140 characters and, uh, you know, I mean, anyone who's ever been arguing about anything on Twitter, I mean, it's the first thing that happened to me and relatively new to Twitter. So I didn't really know what I was doing or what to expect. And I guess I was just surprised that people were so negative and just condescending and it ended badly because a guy said something to the effect of oh this is why podcasts are a waste of time and that history friends you'd be unsurprised to know that really grinded my gears because if you're a listener of this podcast if you're a listener of any history podcast you'll know the podcasts are certainly not a waste of time and I had the good fortune I had the good idea to take a screenshot of that and share it to our page and that that sharing that activity of sharing that negative comment got more reactions on this Facebook page than anything I've ever done did something like 10,000 people saw it and it really it just kind of served as a chance for every single history friend who's liked the Facebook page but maybe never really reacted to anything they all jumped in by the end of it there's more than 70 people commenting on it and saying how much they love the podcast and you know that was that was incredibly rewarding it was very reassuring and all that kind of thing so yeah if you're one of the people that did that thank you so much and if you are one of the people that likes this facebook page but you maybe haven't really engaged with anything yet maybe you're wondering if you actually did like the facebook page and you're wondering where it's gone maybe go and search it out and like a few things and then it'll appear in your news feed once again because yeah we're trying to grow it it's all part of the process of be fit of getting the podcast out there and you guys are doing great it is growing but i just wish more people would see it i should add and i'll get down to this in more detail in a i have big plans for the facebook page i don't want it to just be uh basically a vehicle where i announce new episodes or that kind of thing i wanted to genuinely have a purpose and i feel like i can make it have a purpose by filling it with interesting content and that's what i plan to do so If you have liked it, stay tuned and make sure you keep up to date with what's going on because from, well, even from July, really, guys, we're going to be doing some pretty cool things with it. So stay tuned. I'll let you know more details as we go forward. But for the moment, you should expect a State of the Podcast address within the next week or so. I don't know if you guys were aware, but we actually released a new t-shirt because, you see, I kind of went with my gut. I realized that the July Crisis Project is probably the most popular project that, oh, well, this podcast has really ever done. And I'd say the Thirty Years' War is a close second and maybe the 1916 Rising is up there. I don't know. Everyone has their own preferences. And I love watching you guys just talk about it and debate what is your favorite. I think that'll never stop being really cool and really interesting for me as someone who made that stuff and brought it to life it's really really rewarding seeing you guys react and like be like no this is my favorite because of this it's it's amazing it's really really cool but yeah i made a t-shirt out of the july crisis project if you weren't aware i shared it on facebook but as is facebook's want as we just established i don't think that many people saw it so if you're interested in buying it you can go to the shop which is the only place to get it by the way 
Go to Wayne Diplomacy Fails' shop by going to wdfpodcast.com forward slash shop. Very, very straightforward. But basically the t-shirt consists of Franz Ferdinand's face on the front and it says Franz Ferdinand's July Crisis European Tour 1914. And then on the back it has, well, it... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Looks like a tour, like they have different tour dates. But for example, on each of the dates, the major important dates of the July crisis. So say on the 28th of June, when Franz Ferdinand was assassinated, it says we start things off with a bang and it starts in Sarajevo and then Say when people mobilize, they're like, no going back now on the 31st of July. And then, I, you know, it's it's one of those things you have to really look at to understand. I can't really do it justice in words, but it was really very inspired. I think it was suggested by a few different people. So if you're one of those people, hey, get in touch and maybe let me know that you're really happy this t-shirt's come to life. And maybe we can work something out because it's a pretty cool t-shirt. I'm really happy with it. And I am taking orders. You get in there quickly enough, there's... I think you get five euro off it in the month of June only, so act fast if you are interested because, yeah, it's a pretty cool t-shirt and you'd be wise to add it to your wardrobe. Should add that I have massive plans for when diplomacy fails going forward. If you're new to this podcast and you're just kind of listening in now and you're not really sure what's water, who I am, I am Zach Twomley, hello there, how's it going? I'm from Ireland, I have a Bachelor of Arts, I have a Master's degree, so I'm at least some way qualified to talk about all this stuff. But if you're wondering what we normally do or where the formula of this podcast is going next, then in September we are starting what's called the Long War, which basically waged from the end of the Franco-Dutch War to pretty much 1699. It dragged in everything and it concerns everything from the last siege of Vienna to Louis' War of the League of Augsburg, which he was very, very much regretting having set in motion, to of course the Glorious Revolution and everything else in between its an amazing period of history. It's really, really interesting, really fascinating. And it brings us into the 18th century very, very handily. So I hope if you've been following us for a good while, say you've listened to the Anglo-Dutch War, the Franco-Dutch War, etc., then 
this will be very good to you because it'll wrap the whole story up. But if you're new to this, don't worry too much. Maybe you just want to jump into the Long War and maybe you'll have time to catch up in the summer months because we are taking a break in July and August while we kind of prepare everything because I've got a lot on my plate at the moment. But yeah, you should be looking forward to what When Diplomacy Fails has in store. As for patrons, now I don't want to go on too much about patrons because I know some people don't like to be told that this is what you could get if only you pay for it. But hey, this is what you could get if only you pay for it, guys. I think I've lost some of my shame along the way, but it's very exciting. You'll know because we hit our $500 target on Patreon, which is incredibly awesome, by the way, that there is a Polish history miniseries coming for you in March of next year to kind of celebrate the fact that the extra feed is one year old. I thought it would be only appropriate to release it then, so absolutely look forward to that. The original plan is to launch that in the end of March 2018, and I know that sounds like ages and ages away, considering we smashed that target a few weeks ago now, but hey, let me just tell you, I'm a busy man, and this will take a long time in the doing. It'll be up there with about 30 or 40 episodes, I'm estimating, Patrons will be able to binge on those episodes all at once. They'll get all of the Polish history miniseries all in one chunk, and they'll be able to listen to it at their leisure. Normal listeners will, of course, get to listen to it all, but they'll have to wait on a weekly basis or however many episodes and how many, like, what way that works into the schedule, I'm not quite sure yet, but rest assured, normal listeners will get the full story, and patrons will get it all and a little bit extra on the side. As for what else is coming to the extra feed, I mean... You might be aware of a concept called WDF Thinks, which I kind of experimented a little bit with in the remastered project. That's going to make a reappearance, guys, and it's going to be kind of, well, it's almost going to be like a staple part of when diplomacy fails going forward. I will release an episode defining exactly what when diplomacy fails Thinks is going to be going forward, but it'll basically give me a chance to delve into things outside of our normal episodic schedule, and I'm really excited about it. Patrons will gain more from that too because they'll get more episodes of WDF Thinks than normal listeners will. But hey, if you're interested, stay tuned because I'll be releasing more information about that in the future. But it's very, very exciting and I've got great, great plans for it. So, hey, you should all be excited too. We're bringing history to levels it's never before seen. Of course, on the extra feed as well, we have Jan Sobieski's Biography, a 10-part biography available only to patrons. And if you're interested in the guy who saved Europe outside the walls of Vienna, but you've no idea really who he was or how he managed to get that wonderful moustache, then stay tuned. Maybe you'd like to sign up because that series is starting in October. It's starting and it's going to run for 10 whole weeks, 10 solid weeks. So patrons, rejoice. You've got that to come. And normal listeners, if you want to jump on board... Now would be a great time to do it. It'll also be a great time to do it because for the next nine weeks in July and August, we'll be doing another mini-series called Louis' Arms and Armies, where we basically detail what the military, the actual drill, the process of going through battles was like for soldiers in Louis XIV's era. Those of you interested in the more technical side of things should definitely tune into that. But even if you're not that interested, as someone who is not that interested in that normally, I found it fascinating, so I hope you will too, and... Either way, if you're a patron, have a listen and let me know what you think. It's nine parts as it goes through the summer, but then the tenth part of that will be out in September because, hey, I just can't do a nine-part miniseries, guys. It's not in me. I have to make it a nice, tidy, even number 
of 10, which is fair enough, I think. Of course, yes, the Bismarck biography will be released when we hit $1,000 on Patreon, which, again, is crazy for me to even say those words. I still remember making those targets in February and thinking to myself, this is just never going to happen. And now we're $770, I think we are on Patreon now. So, yeah, we're on our way. We are actually on our way. It's incredible. Really, really incredible. So, new ranks on Patreon. Yes, forgot. We're not quite finished with Patreon yet. I apologize, but you should know that I finally got the finger out, so to speak. Actually, that's not really the right way to say it at all. I basically made When Diplomacy Fails' Patreon more politically correct. Actually, no, that makes it sound like I only did it so that I wouldn't get given out to. I did it. Let's just say that I did it and leave it at that. I got three female tiers in Patreon. The new ranks are Catherine the Great at $22, Catherine de' Medici at $27, and Maria Theresa of Habsburg at $35. All these women played very important roles in the history of Europe, and in WDF Thinks, we'll be addressing their lives, their biographies, etc. as we go forward. That's why WDF Thinks is going to become more important as we go, but that'll be kind of like the introduction to the concept, because in those three episodes, for those three different tiers, I'll kind of not necessarily justify why I'm basing a tier all about them and going to be releasing a mug to boot, but kind of I'll explore an interesting aspect of their rule and of their influence in Europe, and I hope you guys will be interested and You'll tune into that. So overall, was When Diplomacy Fails Remastered worth it? Was it worth all the time and effort and stress and energies and everything else that it took to make this thing work? Was it worth it? Was it actually worthwhile? I would say yes, it really was. And I know it's kind of a predictable answer because if I said no, it would be literally the most depressing thing ever considering all the effort that it took. But honestly, it really was worth it. I've never seen such a reaction to something I've done. And I guess that's understandable considering what befell you poor listeners. But yeah, I mean, I really am. I'm so thankful. I'm so happy with the way it went. And really, this is kind of really like it's roided me up. That's a terrible way to say it. But it's kind of it's gotten me really excited. It's basically pumped this podcast full of adrenaline going forward. And it's pumped my ambitions, rightly or wrongly, if you're Anna. It's pumped my ambitions right up for this podcast. I mean, in a way, I almost can't look at this podcast the same way. I can't work at this in the same way that I used to at the start of the year. All I can do is work on it on the same intense kind of level that I did when I started this project. And I suppose that's a bit dangerous. I'm trying to tone it back, but it's hard. It's hard to work less on the podcast, having worked so hard on it in the past. In the in the recent past of this podcast I don't think I've ever worked so hard on it and sometimes it's hard to forget that this is just a hobby and for the moment at least for the moment it's not my job or my part-time job or anything like that I mean I can dream I certainly would love for it to be my part-time job at least but hey for the moment I perhaps need to roll back the intensity levels a little bit and the production levels perhaps even my ambitions but we don't want to do that we want to bring you guys the best history podcast out there. Well, at least I hope you think it's the best history podcast out there. I, for one, am a bit biased, so perhaps I shouldn't pass judgment, but there you go. I really, really enjoyed When Diplomacy Fails Remastered, and I can't thank you guys enough for supporting it and getting the word out there like you have. It's kind of hard to tell if I do have a load of new listeners because of it, because the way Acast works is just, it doesn't tell, like, it doesn't tell you new subscribers, it just kind of tells you the total downloads. So the downloads kind of exploded off the charts in the last 
little while. I think we got something in the region of 400,000 downloads in the last five weeks, so that's pretty awesome, obviously. You should also know that we're getting close to the 3 million mark in downloads. So when that happens, I don't know what I'm going to do, to be honest. I've kind of just outdone myself in terms of podcast parties. But hey, 3 million days to run wild? I don't know. No, we're not doing that. Would I do it all over again the exact same way? Um, (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't do five whole weeks. Maybe I'd do three weeks or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, I can't I can't say, to be honest, what I would do differently, but yeah, I think I would have rode my expectations back slightly because I got disappointed and put pressure on myself once it had all come out, where there was absolutely no need to. I know you guys enjoyed it, I know you guys had a great time listening to it, and as I said at the very beginning of this in the introduction, that was supposed to be enough for me, and it is. When you put the wrong kind of pressure on this and you see it as a as a job or something that has to bring in money or has to bring in success or has to bring in exposure that's when you start to get kind of you get dissatisfied and you get disenchanted because people don't respond in the volume that you expect or think that they should i mean who the hell am i to say what way you guys should react to what i just did no one asked me to do it that's for darn sure so the way that you guys reacted in retrospect, having thought about this, having kind of made peace with my own senses of pressure and OCD and everything else, I'm very, very happy with the way it went. And I'm very, very happy to count you guys as my history friends and also my friends in general, because you've been so supportive, so supportive, so encouraging and so great. I really do. I really appreciate you. You know who you are, but some of you have been especially good over the last month or so, sending me Even just kind words of moral support. Every email means so much to me, guys, as long as you're not giving out to me. Still amazes me, if I can row this back to five years ago where it all started, still amazes me that this is where we are now, that I'm at the point where I can ramble on for, good grief, 35 minutes and expect you guys to listen to it. I don't know. I just feel like even for my own sakes, I have to bring closure to this thing. So even if no one listens to this and no one listens to this end part right now, that's fine. I'm almost doing it for myself at this point because I just need to basically close the lid on When Diplomacy Fails Remastered, say goodbye to it, say goodbye to all that stress, all that work, and all that, like, great results that I got from it, all the stuff I learned about myself, that I learned about the podcast and everything else, saying goodbye to that now and I'm waving it off into the distance as I look forward to bigger and better things for this podcast because, oh yes... There is so much good to come for When Diplomacy Fails. If you're not aware, and why would you be aware? Because I love keeping secrets with this podcast. There is so much good to come. I know I keep saying it, but a huge thanks to all of you that supported us. Sorry about those loud birds in the background. There's nothing I can do about them. I often compare them to David Crowther's History of England. His birds sound so nice because they're all chirping and tweeting. And mine just sound like really hungry crows just cawing and cawing at you. I'm not going to imitate a bird on the podcast. That's a new low. But yeah, I'm sorry for the background noise. Some people said in one of the Napoleon episodes I was trying to get all dramatic and then you could just hear a lot of birds fighting in the background and that kind of took away from the atmosphere a bit. But hey, I don't know. I live near the sea. I suppose they could be seagulls or whatever. Look at me talking about birds for crying out loud. I apologize. Let's just say sometimes you just can't shut out all the ambient noise. But hey... That's what makes it special. That's what makes When Diplomacy Fails unique. And that's what makes it homemade and organic and all that kind of wonderful stuff. You come to me for the history, not the bird noises, so hopefully you won't be scared off. So yes, in conclusion, a massive thanks to all that took part. For everyone that made 
this podcast party feel like a party. You did great. I'm so happy to have you on board. And for those new listeners, for those new patrons, thanks so much as well. You all mean the world to me, and really this podcast would be nothing without you guys. If you're new to this, if you're new to When Diplomacy Fails, if you've just joined us, I hope you'll check out the back catalogue and maybe see what all the fuss is about. Maybe you'll check out the website, wdfpodcast.com, or follow us on Twitter, at wdfpodcast. It's been great, guys. It's been really fun. And a reminder that we will be back soon with news about WDF Thinks and how you can take part in it as well as some updates about the Facebook page and why you should care. A State of the Podcast address should be coming out sometime this week, and don't worry, it'll be a lot more organised and coordinated than this, but hey, such is my life right now. I have to squeeze these things in where I can, but I still have time to recall all the patrons. A reminder, guys, if you would like to sign up and become a patron of this podcast, you can do so, and it's the best way to take part in everything that this podcast has to offer. When Diplomacy Fails is looking to become more interactive, more eager to get your feedback in the future, and it's going to grow. Oh boy, is it going to grow in the future as well. So if you'd like to be a part of that, head over to patreon.com forward slash when diplomacy fails, or go to wdfpodcast.com and click on the Patreon banner, or go to the Facebook page, When Diplomacy Fails Podcast, and click on the sign up button. That's right, there's three ways now to find the Patreon page. Lucky, lucky you. Anyway, that's pretty much the end of the episode, guys. Other than that, I think I just have to read out the patrons and we're all done. If I forgot anything, I'm sure I'll be able to stick it into the State of the Podcast address. So a huge thanks again, guys. This has been When Diplomacy Fails Remastered Epilogue, and you have been the greatest history friends a history podcaster could ask for. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're brilliant. And now, for those of you that are patrons... You're about to become very, very famous. So, let's start reading out the patrons for this podcast. Those of you that have been very, very good and patient and signed up from the 18th of May onwards right up to the 25th of June, which is when I'm recording this. So, if you signed up for Patreon on Monday, the 26th of June, sorry I missed you, but I'm only human. So, yes, starting on the 18th of May 2017, we have Kent B. Ambassador. Ryan P. Diplomat, Jason Diplomat, Jan S. Diplomat, Neil H. Diplomat, Carrie Scott S. Envoy Extraordinaire, T.E.K. Diplomat, John C. Student of Diplomacy, Glenn S. Diplomat, Deb K. Embassy Intern, Chris C. Diplomat, David F. Diplomat, Jonathan L. Diplomat, Jim W. Diplomat, Ricardo Diplomat, Aaron B, Permanent Undersecretary, Dan C, Student of Diplomacy, Cindy A, Diplomat, Ed, Embassy Intern, Karen L, or Diplomat, Paul D, our third Bismarck. How about that? We have a third Bismarck. That Bismarck tier is looking very crowded right now. We only have two spots left, so if you would like to be a Bismarck, head on over to that right now. But anyway, yes, we have our third Bismarck, and that is wonderful. Another thing you should know right after that. Deborah M. She is Catherine the Great. She took our first female tier post, so congratulations to her. Incidentally, there's only eight positions in Catherine the Great, so there's now seven because she took the first one. So get on that if you would like your Catherine the Great mug because they are exclusive and they are flying off the shelves. So well done again, Deborah M. to be Catherine the Great for the very first time. 
Next we have Rafe G, Diplomat. Zachary C, a wonderful name, Diplomat. Brian S, Diplomat. Sean P, Diplomat. Richard G, Diplomat. Matthew T, Diplomat. Kevin K, Diplomat. Mike M, Diplomat. Well, yes, in case you're wondering, we are very full of Diplomats at the moment. Who knows where all these Diplomats will be posted, but I think you guys are in pretty darn good company for the moment. Thanks so much to all you new patrons who have signed up. I hope you're chewing down on the extra feed and looking forward to what's to come, because there is so much good to come. Remember to like the Facebook page and see what's what, see what's on the way. But until then, I have been Zach Twomley and I'll be seeing you all very, very soon. Not as soon as you're probably used to after all these episodes, but hey, soon enough, my lovely history friends. Thanks! This has been When Diplomacy Fails Remastered, the epilogue. You have been wonderful history friends, and I will see you all soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.